0: Hello and welcome to The Narrow Gate. This is Orla, your host again. This is episode 9. I'm happy to be with you. It's just myself today. And the topic I'm looking at is uh, why people choose not to follow God. This has been on my mind for a while, just something I've been pondering on. And I just thought, why not just jump on and share what's um, what I'm thinking about um, but I also wanted to challenge you, um, you the listeners, um, about, uh, you know, if you're a Christian, what what caused you to follow God and what caused you to commit to following God? Because the more you reflect on that, the more you can think about how God has changed your life and who you were before and what caused you to um, make that commitment to following Christ. And that should also help you to evangelize to your friends families or just strangers um is it because that's what we're called to do as christians we know the great commission is to share the gospel and we are all supposed to be doing that so um depending on where you are in your walk with god um you know that conviction becomes stronger the more mature you come you become because um after a while, you can't deny that that's what Jesus told us to do, and if you are a committed Christian, you'd have to ask yourself, why am I not sharing the Gospel? And so anyone else who is uh, following, who is not a Christian, you're just listening out of interest, or you are from a Catholic or Christian background, and either you lost the faith, or you just lost interest in it, or you never really believed it, and. Um, You're just a little curious. That's okay too. Just listen and and feel free to um put questions in the comments below. I always like questions. I don't mind once it's not uh, you know to antagonize or you know there's an open honest question and that we debate um about the faith and if you if you think it's all a load of nonsense, well. You know, there's not a lot I can do about that. Just follow and listen. And if it's not for you at this time, then that's okay. You know, God can't force anyone to listen or become a follower. Um, And that is part of the message here today that I'm trying to um, explain is that we have free will and you will always have free will. So don't ever think that that will ever be taken away from you. If you are a Christian, a born-again Christian, you will always have free will. So I think that's important for people to know because of the fear around cults and uh, religious organization and religion and all different things. So with that in mind, uh, I hope these um, seven reasons will be of help. So the first reason I believe uh, I have written here is that people don't, uh, they don't follow God because they don't understand the message and they are afraid to explore it. Okay, so um, yeah, just somewhere along the way, people got confused. They didn't know what it was about and they don't really understand it, it seems a bit jumbled up, they just hear people talk about Jesus, they don't know what that means, it doesn't seem to be relevant to their life, and um, they're just saying, I don't want to go down that road, that just looks a bit too strange for me, and then that's it. Maybe they just leave it at that. So, um, I think that's personally a bit sad that uh, people uh, will not make that commitment for themselves to um, explore their spirituality now a lot of people are exploring spirituality and that's great they're you know hopefully um god will lead them in lead them in the right direction but um i think it's sad if people won't even sort of do a little bit of research especially if you came from a christian background or that you grew up maybe in another faith like muslim or Bu- buddhism or Hindu, and if you're not satisfied with that faith, that you're not finding anything in it, that maybe why not have a look and see what the Christians are talking about? But if you are completely satisfied and fulfilled as a Muslim, uh well, uh, that's not for me to drag you out of your faith. But have an open mind. That's what I say. If you are not spiritually feeling free and satisfied so um, the internet is full of resources so I just think people should um, uh, be at least looking and um, the other thing is people are quite uh, can be blinded by Satan and that is that's fair enough I mean you know we have an enemy and the enemy will try to stop us from going and studying Bible and I know before I was born again Christian I was Catholic and everything and I had a Bible I remember I went to England and uh, you know I had a Bible with me and I brought that Bible and I was having a hard time over there I was studying but I was struggling but I didn't know how to read the Bible I remember opening it a few times and I I just didn't know it was jumbled to me I said what's all that I thought that was supposed to help me (laughs) and and so I felt a little helpless, but I did pray at the time. And then, you know, I had the Bible, I didn't know how to read it properly because it didn't make sense to me. Nobody really gave me good teaching on it. I didn't really know that I could just open it up and find things to read. Now that, now I think that's terrible. <laughs> how did I not know that? And um, I can I grew up in the Catholic Church. I don't know about other Catholics. Did you read the Bible? But most Catholics I know went to Mass, listened, went home, never looked at the Bible. We weren't encouraged to read the Bible. So uh, I had a Bible, but I didn't know what to do with it. A bit sad, I know, but that's the reality. Um, But now I can direct people to the Bible and show them what to read and what simple things to start with. So there are ways, and that's why I'm teaching now. And i'm not trying to get catholics out of the catholic church i just say it didn't you know it didn't fulfill me after many many years so i just you know start looking in other places but you can stay in the catholic church protestant church methodist church and but you need to be born again and that's just that's the main thing and um, okay so uh Another reason as well that they're afraid to explore it is this talk about the Father, you know. So we talk about, in uh, Christians, the, the, the Holy Trinity, which is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So when we pray to the Father, you know, that's God, the Father, and then, you know, um, we believe that God loves us and cares for us and uh, hears our prayers and wants to help us in life, but that does not sit well with many people who have had difficult relationships with their father. If you had a father who was absent or abusive or just unkind or angry, um, it will be hard for you to relate to a, he- a heavenly father who is loving and compassionate. On- Will provide unconditional love. Very difficult for people to believe that. Um, and it's same with mothers as well, but uh, because we don't use the name mother as much, the Catholic Church uses Mary. They say Mary, the mother of God, but of course, Mary is not um, divine. So she's not God. So um, that can be a block for people. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so anyway, the second reason I believe that people uh, choose not to follow God is that they love themselves too much. Um, And they just think they're great, you know, and I can do it myself, self-sufficiency. I mean, that's the independent world that we live in. I don't know, people always say it's worse in the West, but I've been in the East as well. (laughs) Um, And... They're pretty self-sufficient also, you know, because I was in Vietnam, as people know, in Malaysia, and as in Thailand, and many different countries, and um, it's not this individual thing in the West, although we are very self-sufficient in the West, but they are also community, they just depend on each other, they're not depending on God, so at the same time, it's like, okay, yeah, we we all depend on each other, but are you depending on God if you're from an Eastern culture. And so the Western, we are, oh, I'm so individual, and so, you know, uh, I'm independent, so I'm just depending on myself. So neither are right. We're supposed to be depending on God. Um, so self-sufficiency means that I don't need God. I'm okay. I can do it myself. I will do everything myself. I will get my own job. I will find my own friends. I will find my own relationships. I'll go ahead and I'll do it. I'll work hard. I do everything because... And um, that's the way we've been taught. We, we think that nobody's going to look after us because we're, you know, we watched our parents and grandparents working really, really hard and they uh, worked so hard. And so that sort of gives the message that, well, if I don't work hard, nobody's going to look after me. So I have to look after myself and work and do everything myself. So some people might be listening and say, yeah, that's it. That is it. Don't I have to... And, yeah, we do have to work hard, of course. We have to work. But we don't have to be um, working to the bone. We don't have to be working to a point where we're absolutely, like, not even enjoying it. Uh, Work is enjoyable. We just have to align it with God, you know, and get our gifting aligned with what we're meant to be doing. People in the past would say, what are you talking about? But we're, we're a new generation now, and we're saying... Well, we don't have to always just do that. We can pray to God and try to uh, make the most of our life working, um, using the gifts that God gives us. And in that way, it's more joyful and more enjoyable. But self-sufficiency is a big problem, and I struggle with it still. But I struggled with it a lot in the past Um and most people cannot understand that I am not nursing now and my background is nursing. They say you should have nursed and stayed there forever and you be fine. You'd have everything. Um, yeah, I might have everything except my soul. You know, it was, it was destroying me. I... I couldn't do that anymore. I had to surrender to God and ask God to lead me into the path that would bring me joy and um, that I start doing things that are more in line with who I am. The nursing was going against me. It wasn't fully who I was. It did help me to a certain period in my life. But after a while, God challenged me, really challenged me about that. And I might have to go into that sometime, maybe a testimony. But God did challenge me. I say I wanted to follow God, I wanted to share the gospel, I wanted to travel, I wanted more meaning in my life, I wanted to be a missionary. Um, And God showed me that, well, you're just so dependent on that nursing salary, that you are so tied to that, that you can't go anywhere without it. So anyway, that's just my example. I'm just sharing that with you. And so the next um, the next reason, the third reason, is that people believe the lies. The reason people choose not to follow God, I think, is because they believe the lies and they don't seek the truth for themselves. So what are the lies? The lies are, um, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy. Um Um, negative thinking, who am I to be successful, who am I to go ahead and, um, you know, have a calling, you know, have God God call me into something unique, who am I for such a thing, I'm just an ordinary person, Um, and then as we try to go ahead in anything, even if it is a job that we're trying to advance in our career, and that's nothing wrong with that either. We want to advance in our career, but our mind is telling us that uh, who do you think you are? You can have the other thing, we have the other thing, we don't feel good enough, and then the other side then we think we're too good. We think we're too good in the sense that we're prideful, and then we think we're not good enough, which is um, low self-esteem, and it's actually a false humility. So um, we have that struggle in a, in, in our minds. So, it is a balancing act for sure, you know. I, I want to get ahead and I want to stay humble. So the way around that is to uh, always remember to just love. We are Christians and we are called to love one another. So that means if I want to get ahead in business or in my career, I'm not going to use someone to get ahead. We don't, uh, we don't take advantage of someone. No exploiting people. It's like if you want to get ahead in life, you do it the honorable way. And God will make a way. You don't have to make the way. We don't have to make the way. Some people, even now, as Christians, I hear them talk to me. Talk to me. And they tell me about taking shortcuts, you know. Well, you could do that. I said, but sure, that's not honest. Like, it might be a small thing, but I'd say, but why would I have to do that? Well, you, you know, you can do that. I'm not even going to tell you some of the things people tell you to do that would make advance things for you, I just say, why would I do that? To me, that's a lack of faith because God is going to, if I'm to go ahead in my career or whatever path I'm trying to go ahead in, um, God will make a way if I trust him and if it's the right thing to do and it's what I want. So I have to learn how to pray. If I'm going to take shortcuts like that and cheat and, you know, people call them point lies, a lie is a lie, uh, but you know, why would we do, why do we do that, we have to look at that, examine that, especially as Christians, um, a lot of people live that way, and that's very natural to, to them, but they're not Christians, they don't know any better, so your yourself talk, and um, that, that can help us um, to follow God more, you know, um, another a scripture that comes to mind is uh, two Corinthians ten five. Okay, um, I have it myself. When I'm not sure, and I'm getting that doubt and anxiety about making a decision and fear, uh, we all know about fear, and it, um, it tends to rise up when we're ready to do something new, a risk. That's what I noticed in my own life. When I'm ready to take the next stage of the journey, it's usually a new risk, a new thing. Like me, for me, it's usually moving to a new job in a new country Um, and that's quite challenging for me even though I'm able to do it but uh, fear rises up and then lots of thoughts will come against me at that point when I'm trying to take a risk and I'm sure everybody's the same if you want to do something else you want to take on a big challenge or you want to change your job or you want to go back to university or a lot of people I met in Asia young students want to work want to study overseas and uh, that's great. Yeah. But they get the fear also and the doubt. And um so in that verse it says, Take every thought captive before Christ. And as I said, Two Corinthians ten five, I've added it to the I've added it to the newsletter here. So basically, it just means be aware as a Christian, as you're walking on in life and you're taking on new challenges, you're not just sitting at home doing the same thing that you've done all your life. And, you know, I think when you have a routine like that, it can be very nice and very comfortable mean you don't get as much fear because it's all very comfortable. And when we start stepping out of our comfort zone, which I've been doing for the last five years, lots of fears start coming up. Um, And yet they're actually quite good when we get over them, but when they're there and they're present and you're alone and you're with those fears, that can be very difficult. So I say take every thought captive, which means you bring it to Christ and say, is this a realistic fear? I mean, we need some are, you know, some are realistic. Being, you have to take into consideration where you're going, is it a good job, is it a good country, is it safe, have you got money or whatever, same with a job, a promotion, if I do a promotion, am I going to be really busy, will I be taken away from my family, if you have family, will I be stressed out, am I emotionally ready for these things, so all these need to be brought to God and, and then we just examine it before Christ and ask Christ in our prayer, what do you think? So, the whole thing of having challenges and taking risks means you develop a closer relationship with God because you need God, you see? In self-sufficiency, we don't need God. Because we do it ourselves, and everything's sorted, and the system holds us together, you know? You get your your check, you get your money, you go to work, you come home, everything's fine. You know, it's all sorted out for you. um, Until something goes wrong, of course. And then there's a problem in the pandemic. So well, you know we have to be prepared that if there is things like a pandemic, we are we prepared next time? Well, as I say, put the oil in the lamp be prepared means have a relationship with God and then you're prepared God will see you true. The next reason, I believe people choose not to follow God is that they think it's going to control them. They don't understand that Christ came to set us free. And that's also very sad for me because Christ has come to set us free. That is the message. That is the Christian message. And would you please, Christians, start sharing this message with people who are still in bondage. I mean, you need to be challenged to have that and you know, to be moved like Jesus, be moved with compassion for people who are struggling, if they're struggling with their finances, struggling in their job, struggling with addiction, struggling with marital problems. And you know that there's an answer, that you that they can be set free, and you don't say anything? Now I know that's not really that you don't care. I think it's that you don't fully believe that God could set them free. Them so bad. (laughs) But it is is the message um, of Jesus. Jesus comes to set us free, free from sin and death and free from the law. The law being the commandments. Yes, we follow the law, but we're not under the law. We have been set free. And we live by the Spirit. Now, St. Paul teaches that in the New Testament that we, as born-again Christians, have been given a new spirit, and that spirit is what we live by, and we are not living by the law, which means we are not religious. Yes, the Ten Commandments are very good to follow, but they can all be encapsulated into love one another, love God, love God, love others. So, we live by the Spirit. Uh, today I was reading Galatians, the book of Galatians, and I think this would be very good as well. We have to be very careful as Christians or believers that if we're telling people or we ourselves think, hey, I'm born again Christian, I'm totally free, woo, I'm under grace, Yay. Uh, I can do what I like. Like mature believers know that's not true but maybe a new believer might think that so we need to tell them and also if you are evangelizing to non-believers and you're saying, oh yeah, follow Jesus, you're free wow, free everybody wants to be free, don't they? but we have to understand what that means we're, you know, we're not just free to do what we like you know, we're not going to live in sin so so there's many things we don't do um So, anyway, i just read this part. It says here, um, Galatians, verse 13. And live life by the Spirit. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the for the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. That's a great um, book to read, the Galatians, but I... I'm going to read it again because I really enjoyed it. I was reading it this morning. But we are called to be free and live by the Spirit and not by the flesh. So we're not under that. Um, we've been free from sin, but we still don't want to um, be tempted and to live in sin. But the Spirit, he says that if you abide in the Spirit, basically if you abide in Christ and you live in Christ and you live a spiritual life, you won't be living that life of sin and and sexual immorality. If you read the rest of the verse, go on and read it all, I've added it. Um, It tells you about what we're free from, uh, hatred, discord, um, idolatry, jealousy, rage, selfish ambition, orgies and the like. Um, So, we won't be, you won't be, if you think that's freedom, you won't be getting that in the Christian life, that's for sure. So he's saying, don't use your freedom uh, to live a simple life. Okay, and so um, the last thing I would, no, not the last one, the fifth one is confusion. Uh, Another reason is confusion. People don't follow Christ because of confusion, I would say. And that confusion really probably is a satanic attack, demonic attack, whatever you like to call it. But it's spiritual, right? People are under a lot of stress. It could be anxiety. They could have a history of mental health issues, depression. They could even have physical illness that's sort of wearing them down, making them feel exhausted and tired and losing that energy for life. Um, They could be suffering with past pain, emotional, physical, sexual, whatever they had to, and destructive relationships to. In their present life, they could be in violent relationships. Or they could just have come back, come from generations and generations of dysfunction and so long in the family system that it's so hard to break it so um this causes confusion of the mind you know like uh, i was saying earlier Joyce myers is good for talking about the battlefield of the mind i think her work is good for people like that because she really draws attention to how the mind is dragging people down and causing confusion um and i've seen it myself as a nurse i've seen it in my life and just generally in life that um you know, and I also had my issues with um, anxiety. So it, it, on the worst end of the spectrum, it leads to a form of insanity. Yeah, and I'm not even talking about psychiatric insanity, where you a person has to be sort of admitted to an institution for, um, you know, delusions. But we have people who are living a delusional kind of life anyway, but they're not under any psychiatric care. But they are living a daily life of insanity, and this is where I really recommend twelve step meetings for people because twelve step meetings deal with that kind of, um, they call it stinking thinking, you know, and which I think is a very good name because the thinking is all wrong. Like they think it's normal, but the behaviors are are crazy. And what they do is it leads to dysfunction and breakdown of relationships and and disharmony and a lack of peace. And so those 12-step meetings really talk about restoring sanity Uh, you know, a right mind and they're very good in helping people who are not on a spiritual journey at all and so You know not everyone can come straight to Christ because they may be so confused and so sometimes they need sort of help to deal with the, the Initial emergency issue, you know, it's like a nurse Or a doctor. I worked in the accident and emergency department as a nurse for a few years, like, and, you know, you can't counsel somebody in an emergency room when they're lying there and they've just overdosed or they come in so drunk and they've been in a a fight or something. You have to deal with the issue there. You have to sort of deal with the wound, that initial pain, just, um, and that's what a 12-step meeting is like. People usually, are, they've usually hit a wall, a rock bottom in their life, and they don't know what's going on. And they, you know, if you go to them, you need Jesus. I mean, they're just going to look at you like you're crazy. They're not at that spiritual level yet. They're just in chaos. And that's where they need love, compassion, understanding, and acceptance. And when people like that come into the church, they need to be cared for. And if you can't care for them in the church, what I would suggest is that you recommend them to go places. Pastors, and I think pastors and ministers or whatever, have a responsibility to people who are coming into the church very broken. And if you don't have the resources that then they would be referred somewhere. And I do think 12-step meetings are good because they're free. And a lot of people with problems don't have money. So... Um, and uh, so when they come out of that confusion, then they start to they calm and they're better in a better position and then they can, you know, clearly God's already with them because um, the fact that they hit rock bottom and then they call out to God and then maybe they found some sort of help usually means that they have surrendered to their self-sufficiency and then God can start to work in their life. So... Um, Anyway, so that's that one. And so, um, just the last two here. Another reason I'd say is distractions. Another reason why people choose not to follow God today is kind of innocent, really. It's just distractions. Innocent is in one way innocent, but not in another because we're always we're always being attacked by the enemy. Uh, we have an enemy, Satan, dark enemy. Who is happy when we don't follow God? So um, the way the devil tempts us is through society, whatever temptations of whatever will draw you away. It can be simple things. It's not always like um, not always like alcohol, getting drunk, and things like that. It can be things like uh, sport. You can be addicted to your sport maybe you're just obsessed with your, uh, you know, all the glory that you get from it because you're good at your sport. You could be obsessed with being an amazing musician. It's wonderful to be a good musician. But is that taking you over? Are you getting a little bit proud? Um, You know, put your priorities right. Other temptations can be addictive, like gaming. That's a real big one nowadays. A lot of people, I think it's, the guys more i don't know i don't know girls that do it but i know most guys the gaming and video games and watching tv and things like that and gambling like online uh, kind of is another thing is an addiction um so other distractions are uh you know money obviously we all need money We have to to get that balance right, that we don't get obsessed with money. And the Bible says there's nothing wrong with money, and God will bless us. Um, He will bless us at the right time. But um, it is the love of money that is the root of all evil, not money. So uh, just to be clear about that, because some people would think that, oh, money is so bad, and that's wrong thinking as well. So, you know, We do have people who think, oh, rich people are awful. (laughs) You know, it's kind of like a jealousy, really. You know, someone has money, good for them, that's great. They could be beautiful people. And you don't know how much they donate to people. You know, some rich people are very generous. You know, so let's not be judging people. If they're wealthy, maybe they're very good. Maybe they've been uh, obeying Christ, God has blessed them. So, um,. You know, and poor people. That doesn't mean that God's not with you. You know, just I don't go for these prosperity gospels. You know, just pray to God and God will lead you. It's all about having peace with God, and um, you know, and if you have peace, it, there's a proverb that says that you're happier, you know, with less. Um, so you know, wealth has its problems. Um, So those distractions. And then just to finish up, really, just to close it up, it's kind of an overall reason, the seventh one, but kind of covers them all, would be the fear, fear of the unknown. People don't want to follow God because they fear the unknown. I remember uh, when I started following God at the beginning, it was fine. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, she, you know, Wola likes that. (laughs) Wola likes going to church now and she likes singing and, you know, It's kind of nice, (laughs) yes, it's kind of cute, and so after a while, then you get more serious. I I get more serious because God's leading me. I have a hunger and thirst for learning more, and then people are like, "Okay, now she's gone too far," and then you know, and then I become a born again Christian, and they're like, "Oh, she's born again now. She's really weird." So um, I just try to unpack that, you know, like. That's just a myth, you know, born again. I can't say, I can't not use that word because Jesus uses it. He says that we must be born again. So I have to use that word. Some people don't like it, you know, they think it's uncool. So there's a lot of that, you know, if I become a Christian and then I have that title, born again Christian, aren't they all weirdos and aren't they in a cult? And I don't want to be in a cult. Oh no, I'm not going there. So we have all this um, around the unknown Mm, so that that's uh, it's kind of normal, I suppose. But what I would say is that God has put a spirit in every single one of us. That spirit to seek, to seek God, to desire God. So it's not something inside of yourself. So you can't really deny yourself. If you are quiet enough and um, reflective enough, you will be led into a relationship with God because you know God's done the work. God saves. God, I didn't save myself. I wouldn't know how to save myself. God saved me and God chose me and so he would choose you too. But we, ha- we, we have to get quiet, you know, we have to find a way um, to connect with God and to live that life, that glorious life with God and it's a peaceful life and a joyful life and a free life. Um, so um, I hope you found that useful guys and I'm very interested to know and. Um, uh, your thoughts on it, you know, why? Why did you follow God? You know, don't be afraid to put a comment in the comments below. Why did you follow God? Why did you even follow this um, newsletter? You know, I'm curious, and um, and do you have doubts? And what are those doubts? I mean, it's good to engage and to share these things. I mean, it doesn't mean you. It's no commitment, it's only a conversation. And if you are following and you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, that's fine, you know, no problem. Uh, you're obviously curious enough to follow, so uh, please ask questions. I'm happy to answer. If I don't know the answer, I can look it up or ask somebody. And um, so that's not a problem either. I'm really, really glad that you're following. I just want to finish with one thing, because fear is huge and it's a big problem in our life. Um, I would just say that um, always keep in mind that we have free will. I said it at the beginning, you always have free will. So even listening to this podcast, reading the Bible, I mean, you can stop at any time. There's no commitment. If you go to a church and say, I'm joining, I'm coming to the church, you can just say, I don't want to become a member. I just want to come and just listen or whatever. So always keep yourself free like that. and That way you don't have to commit to anything because some people feel a little bit controlled especially if they came from uh, an environment in their childhood or something where they felt controlled then maybe if they went to a church and they would feel that it's um taking away their freedom so keep in mind you always have free will and jesus is uh, all by freedom so thank you for listening and um, i'll be back soon i will say one or two weeks okay take care and god bless